0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico Polizzi, and thank you for tuning in. As always, if you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience and would like to be on the show, or you want to jump down the rabbit hole and talk conspiracies or, or anything unconventional, email me at upstateunconventional at gmail.com, or send me a message on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. We just hit 500 followers there, so thank you for that. Um, Without any of my listeners, this show simply wouldn't exist, so thank you. Now let's see if we can get that page to 1,000 before the end of the year. I I know we can do it. So, for this episode, we have a fan favorite back. I got tons of messages, I mean a lot, like 50 plus messages, (laughs) on Instagram from her fans. And uh, for her to come back on. So I'm bringing her back for a new segment or series. We'll see where it develops. But uh, we're going to call it Red Pilling the Redhead. That's right, folks. Pepper Rose, the redheaded goddess of Instagram, is back on Upstate Unconventional. This is another fun episode. We got into a bunch of different topics. And she had a bunch of really funny stories. I don't want to give too much away, though. So without further ado... I hope you enjoy the episode and let me know if we should continue to red pill, but red head.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> See, I usually do this afterwards. Right. I usually, you know, do the episode. Yeah. Then I
1: do the introduction. Then I,
0: I record the introduction afterwards. So, why are you laughing? Because... I don't know, you just started saying it. (laughs) Well.
1: I'm your host, Pepper Rose. Oh.
0: That's enough out of you. Um,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, another episode of Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Pepper Rose, and today I have a guest on, uh, Nico Polizzi.
0: You heard it, folks. Backed by popular demand. She was my most listened to episode. And then Flat Earth Dave came in. And
1: <laughs> Man! Flat Earth Dave, no!
0: So, what are your thoughts on that, Pepper? Flat did Earth you, Dave. Not him individually. Oh, I mean they, I know that, I know. Did I you listen to the episode?
1: did listen to the episode. Yeah. Compelling.
0: Go on. This is a test to see if you actually listened to the episode.
1: <laughs> so... I want... I need to have a little bit more discussion about this. Because I'm not 100% sold.
0: Yeah. Well, we didn't really get into... Like, if you listen to him on other podcasts and stuff, he will go... Basically, people come in and they have their proof. Like, oh, you know, this is the proof of the globe. And he usually disproves it within 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then... That's that. But... I don't know. I mean, with... What's going on? I, I don't know if the Earth is flat. I really don't. Um, I've never seen the curve. I've I've done the binocular test, and based off of the math that they tell us, there should be a curve. There isn't a curve.
1: See, that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. So. So you're supposed to <laughs> wait a minute. Go outside with a, with a pair of binoculars and see a curve.
0: So it basically, when I was sailing up the East Coast, mm-hmm. and we were like 30 miles off the coast of New Jersey, based on the math, you should not be able to see the shoreline from our distance away. But using high power binoculars, we could see the shoreline. So We should not have been able to see that based on the distance we were from the shoreline. Mm. So it's just interesting. So that doesn't necessarily mean the Earth is flat. It could mean that it's much larger than they're telling us it is. But again, why would they lie about that? Right. I don't know. Interesting. With everything else that they lie to us about, it would not shock me in any way, shape, or form that the Earth is flat. But Pepper, how are you?
1: I'm good. I am good, Nico. Thanks for having me back.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I really didn't have a choice. You just kind (laughs) of bombarded me. (laughs)
1: Listen, I, by popular demand, what, what can I say? I did not bombard you. Tell the truth.
0: All right. I said, hey, your episode did very well. A lot of people listened to it. Would you want to come back on for a part two? And you've been harassing me ever since. Then.
1: <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is not true.
0: Anyway, so because you have been listening to a few of the episodes, and you're, I would say, very new to the conspiracy thing. Yes. I want to do a segment, possibly a monthly segment, or whatever. We'll we'll figure that out, and we can test it out tonight and see how it goes. But I want to call it red-pilling the redhead. Now, do you know what it means? Oh, that's
1: fun. Dude. I do. I'm just I'm just familiar with that term, actually.
0: So what does it mean to you, to be red-pilled?
1: It's, now, I'm going to be totally wrong on this, to try and explain this, but it's sort of like, you're giving me this information, this conspiracy information, and I am believing it. Right?
0: Yeah, you're on the right path. So okay. Have you seen the movie The Matrix? <laughs> yes. So in the movie The Matrix, Morpheus, uh, Lawrence Fishburne tells Neo, uh, Keanu Reeves, he says you can take the blue pill. And you, you wake up in your bed and this was all a dream and you forget everything and you go back to living in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Or you take the red pill and you find out the truth and see how deep the rabbit hole actually goes. Right, so right, that's another right. phrase you're going to hear like in the conspiracy world is like going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So how far down the rabbit hole would you say you are?
1: I would say I'm probably like...
0: Just peeking in? I, I,
1: yeah, like my, ear, my bunny ears are like in the hole. Your bunny ears? Yeah, down the rabbit hole. So if we're talking rabbits, my rabbit ears are down the hole, you know, looking, gazing You haven't, you haven't
0: jumped in yet, though.
1: I've jumped in on a few things. Like what? Oh, Obviously not See, flatter. This is going to be scary.
0: <laughs> this is called Upstate Unconventional. Everything We is... get
1: real freaky here in Upstate. I had
0: flatter Dave on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some of your guests were, well, I liked all of them. The Esoteric Gladiator, mm-hmm. he was great, Yeah. and the New York guy,
0: New York Patriot, New York
1: Patriot, yeah, yeah. Well, you know New York, so I yeah.
0: love episode that. Too.
1: Yeah, they were all. I, I love your all your guests. They're they're awesome. So, what was your question?
0: <laughs> How far down the rabbit hole are you? So you're just peeking in. So, like what's like a topic that would get your juices flowing? What's something that would like mm. it... get Some... my juices
1: flowing, huh? It's true. So. What are your thoughts on 9-11? So here's the thing. I'm learning things now that are sort of blowing my mind. Like right now, I have chills thinking about it. Thinking about some certain situations that were like, could have been, okay, that were life-changing, life-altering, immense, crazy, out-of-this-world things that were happening to all of us. Finding out that they were not truly what you expected or what you were told. And I'm sort of starting to realize that and to see that now. And it's it's scary. It's really scary because it's scary before. It was scary before the whole thing, let's say nine eleven and the whole setup and the you know what what we were told and how it happened and how it went down. That's terrifying. You know, it actually changed my life. It changed a lot of people's lives. But then, now that I'm learning more about it and understanding that it didn't go down the way it went down, possibly, Mm -hmm. it's like, it, it really does. I have to say, I'm not being dramatic. It's blowing my mind because we've talked about this before, you and I. And you're probably... I think you're, like, one of the first people that have told me some stuff. And I, I don't know if you remember telling me, but I was like, stop it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember it clearly. It was a crisp autumn morning, <laughs> And I said, 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> Our government doesn't care about us. They're trying to kill us. They've sacrificed people. It was a mass ritual. And you were like, slow down.
1: I said, whoa.
0: Mm-hmm what. There are people that I'm going to try to get on that can definitely
1: That would be something I would be very interested in hearing about. Because it was so impactful, right? To a lot of us. And I mean, we can talk about flat earth. We can talk about um, Sorry, I know you hate it when I do that. Yeah. Pepper you is hate Italian, it when I do that. likes to bang <gasps> on the table. The look he gives me, people. You should see it. I can't, I use my hands a lot, see? Yeah, but Better see, not, this not, microphone not. is super I know, sensitive. I'm sorry, okay? I'll, I'm going to tie How my hands behind How you stop an Italian that. from talking? Oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, speaking of Italians. Yeah. Yes. Andrew Cuomo got kicked out, that was interesting. Oh, oh and then they let in Saint and Stepsister to come in, so I'm sure it'll be great. You, it, know?
1: It, you know, that's another thing that amuses me, it's like... Okay, yeah, you kicked him out. You did did your your due diligence, people. (laughs) But here's the thing. The next one's going to be worse. Of course. It's all
0: political theater.
1: Okay, so, like, you got, okay, good. You got him out. That, because it's nonsense. Okay? Go on. I think we should delete all this part. Probably. This is going to get me in fucking trouble. Probably.
0: Oh, I, I have no doubt that he probably sexually harassed women. And I think of it's all. Of course he
1: did.
0: He's a politician.
1: They all do. <laughs> and now we're like, oh, kick him out, Andrew Qua- Every guy. Oh, but, but Joe Biden's cool. That's fine.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm
1: just up. saying. I know. What are we doing? You we're... See, you got to stop me. Stop me now.
0: So you're more awake than you think you are.
1: I didn't say I I didn't know I was, though. You know what I mean? We're talking about rabbit holes, like, conspiracy stuff. I'm talking facts.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very true. So, yeah, they kicked out Cuomo, and apparently Nancy Pelosi's stepsister or sister-in-law or whatever is now in place, so I'm expecting New York to get twice as bad.
1: I can't wait. It's going to be a real adventure.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get back into... So, 9-11 kind of opened your eyes. I believe it was definitely side job it was done to bring in the new world order
1: yeah so that I need to learn more about I'm not quite 100 percent mm. sure I can't speak on that because I'm not I don't know much about that like I said I'm just uh, like learning some new stuff about what possibly actually went down see I can't say for sure because I don't know because I'm learning right now but <laughs> the information of what possibly might have gone down instead of what we all thought happened, it's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, the story, though, that they told is very fabricated. And then they found the passport. I think I told you about that, right? Like how They found the passport. Everything else was, no pieces of an airplane were found, but they found a perfectly intact passport.
1: There's a lot to it. Of course you have to question it. So I don't understand. You know, I saw this great post today, and I wonder if you saw it because I know we follow a lot of people. I don't remember who it was, but there was a post, and it was just a bunch of, like, people giving blank stares, like sipping a coffee, eating a banana on their cell phone, and it's like I'm talking to you, I'm asking you, like, Question, like profound questions, and trying to say something very important to you. And I'm getting that fluoride stare. Mm. That's what this person called it the fluoride stare. And I thought that's so interesting because there's so much about fluoride now, you know. Yeah. And uh, but <sighs> I feel like it's that sort of thing, it's either like you're like me you you're you're much on a different level than i am with this sort of thing because you have more knowledge and i like i said i'm learning but it's like there's us or there's the fluoride stare and the fluoride people i'm not saying it's bad but oh it's bad you wouldn't wait a minute (laughs) you wouldn't dare think this way
0: right you
1: see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm trying to get it out in a more eloquent way. There's what we think, or even people like me that are, like, questioning it. There's people like you that are like, no, this happened. And then I'm, in, I'm on your side, though, I think, more, you know. I'm, I'm going toward that, that side where I'm questioning, and I think that's healthy. And I, I don't understand, and I can't wrap my head around people that do not question things and they just let it go
0: because they And been, they accept it. They've been indoctrinated by the public school system to just that's what school is. It's repetition. Do what you're told. Don't question anything. The teacher tells you what they want and you write it down. If you don't write down exactly what the teacher said, they mark it wrong.
1: That's so interesting to me. So I didn't go to public school ever. I never had the public school experience. I always thought I was being sheltered and um, I, I lacked experience for going to private school my whole life. But now I'm sort of learning that maybe that was better in a way for me. Not for, I'm not saying for everyone, not everyone can do that. But it's just interesting to know that I, growing up, I really thought the public school was like open-minded and they taught you things and they let you be free thinkers and they accepted everybody, anybody, and you could sort of think what you want, feel what you want, express what you want, do what you want, dress how you want. That was my projection going to an all-girls private school my whole life, you know? But now I'm. I loved going to my school. I did. I did love it, and they actually did teach us now to be free thinkers more, even though it was disciplined. Mm-hmm. It was, and we had uniforms and the whole nine yards.
0: Yeah, it's a different different. It level was different. Of indoctrination, but. The public school system is so two faced because, on the surface, and I worked in it for five years, I know what it's like, and I could probably go on a two hour rant on all the hypocrisies in it. But they like to promote that it's free thinking and that we're, you know, developing well rounded individuals. But all the teachers went through this, they're indoctrinated, they all lean a certain way politically. And not that politics is everything, but they put a skew on. What they're being taught, or what they're teaching, and if you stray from what the teacher is saying, and now they have all the Common Core standards and everything like that, and then there's like critical race theory and all that bullshit that goes into that too. But they, if you don't write down what they want, you don't pass, or, or they won't fail you. They'll take points off for not regurgitating correctly.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And. I mean, this is where I get conflicted, too. Because, I mean, you said an important word, discipline. There's no discipline in the public school system. Mm -hmm. You can't discipline children. And it's insane. Like, I would send a kid out of the classroom because he's being a disruption. And they would send him right back. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it just completely undermines you as an authority figure mm-hmm. in the classroom. So now they're like, oh shit, we can just do whatever the hell we want. We're not going to get in trouble. Mm. The referrals don't mean anything when you write a kid up, Right. lunch to not den- they, don't, they don't care. You know what I mean? Especially the school district I was teaching. Discipline was
1: instilled from, I feel like, very early on in the, the type of school I was in. So...
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with discipline. I mean, when it comes to like raising kids, like you have to discipline your children for their safety, for the safety of everyone around them, and just to become a decent human being. If you have no discipline, if you, if you, like there were so many students I had that did not truly know what was right from wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? They had no concept of like why saying this thing or why doing this was wrong, and. Mm-hmm. It's just...
1: So, it's interesting to me because a lot of times our parents would look to our teachers to discipline us. So, it wasn't like that for you in public school?
0: No. Well, when I was teaching it? No. No, no, no.
1: Even like growing up and going to school.
0: I would say it was because I went to school in the 90s. I was in elementary school and it was still, like, your teachers still had a little bit of authority, but I would say by the time I got into, like, middle school, you start to realize, like, parents would call in and complain, don't you dare tell my kid this, and then, it, like, I, I lived in a small town, so it was, like, certain families were, like, more important than other families, and, like, you notice real quick the nepotism, mm. and, like, you had these kids, I'll oh, say their dad owned, like, a construction company or something, you know what I mean, and they had more money for that area. And they donated to the school, and they or they donated to the sports team or whatever, because sports were huge in this small town. Even though no one ever went anywhere with it, it's interesting. But so you, I start started to see the nepotism really taking place, where it's like, oh, that kid, well, his dad contributes a lot of money, and his dad's on the school board, and he does a lot of shitty things, but he never actually gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that's where it gets into like the politics of it and it's a conspiracy you know what i mean like yeah i guess you
1: could say even that it's a conspiracy of sorts
0: well everything is a conspiracy yeah literally everything is a conspiracy like flat earth dave said try to find something that's not a conspiracy I know, I that's heard that that's part. the hardest question of yeah. it all like what isn't a conspiracy at this point but getting back to the fluoride like first of all it's like hard to find ways to get fluoride out of your water you can't boil it out You know, so you have to get, like, a reverse osmosis filter, or things like that. But I stopped using traditional toothpaste. I use coconut oil now. And I got to say, I've noticed a little difference Mm -hmm. in that. But you're from a yoga background. You know what fluoride does to your body?
1: Supposedly, fluoride calcifies your pineal gland. That just makes you brain dead. (laughs) No, but in a way, yes, it it really shuts down um, part of your brain that allows, you know, more free thinking, I believe.
0: Yeah, well, your pineal gland is your third eye, you know? I do. And when you, it's not supposedly, I mean, like they've done autopsies on people and their pineal glands are like rocks in their head and it's from fluoride calcification. The Nazis would fluorinate the water to make the Jewish people more docile and less likely to revolt.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised at all because I told you this. I just saw this today, this meme. You try to have a conversation with someone and they just stare at you.
0: Are you familiar with the term NPC?
1: Vaguely. Non player character?
0: Yes. You're, you got it. <laughs> Again, I'm very not So you
1: really believe that there's non-player characters?
0: I do. I do believe that. So what does that mean to you when you hear the phrase non-player character?
1: So I I had to make some, return some stuff. Um, You know, and you go to UPS. And I went to a UPS store, not the typical one I usually go to, which they're fantastic. The typical one I usually go to, this one was not in my town. And um, I went in. The line was so long. There were two people working. And when you return something from Amazon, it's easy to do. And there's a little QR code. You get it on your phone. You bring it up. Basically, they just scan it. You drop it. And you go. It's quick. Mm-hmm. So, I'm standing there. And it's insanely long there's a woman talking and she's so absurd and ridiculous and she's one of those people that wants you to hear everything she's saying not only is she wearing you know her mask and everything like that but it's not a mask that I've ever seen before it was wrapped like three times around her face tied in the back it draped down over her shoulders but what was more astounding was the hat that she had on which was sort of like covered her eyes and ears. It was it looked like a beekeeper sort of. Okay. I would say like uh,
0: you know what I mean? She was wearing a beekeeper's outfit. Very a, a much suit, so. A protective kind of. Gotcha, cuz that will protect for the virus.
1: all for all this paraphernalia, though I could hear her very clearly. And she was just sort of taking her time like excruciatingly. It was painful and the guy was like asking her questions and she had to like hmm, um, let me think about this for a moment. Like, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then he'd say, sign here. And she'd say, no, where exactly do I sign? I mean, it was beyond obnoxious. Talking about out loud how it was all going to California for their film they were shooting next week. And it had to be there for the film that she was shooting. Okay.
0: Yeah, so... There's more to this story that you told me. Yes. This woman just sounds like an asshole. She
1: was I, an asshole.
0: I don't... And I think a situation like that, because I've been in so many situations like this, I, I truly feel like that is the Matrix just fucking with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you were saying you just wanted to run in quick, drop this stuff off, and yes. go. So, I've noticed, and that, that's what makes me think we we're in a simulation, but we can get into that in a little bit. So, I really feel like when you... Like, say in your head, like, okay, I hope there's not a line. I'm going to run in real quick and do this. The Matrix is like, not today. Today I'm going to put the most obnoxious person (laughs) in front of you.
1: Right, the most obnoxious.
0: But, so, that person might have been an NPC to some extent, but they sound more like an asshole. The next person... I
1: think she was just an asshole. Yeah. The next person, though, this is all in one... -hmm. Trip in one store, and I'm still holding on to my one little return. The guy in front of me is funny, you know, he's like with his kid, and they're just making jokes or whatever. So I had him, we were joking around. There's a couple other people in there scattered, but we're just waiting in line. I'm finally up. I probably was in there 20 minutes. Okay, that's a long time to stand in line at UPS. Mm -hmm. I'm up next. There's two people ahead of me, you know, doing their thing at the thing all of a sudden i look behind me and the line is extremely long. I mean it's going out to the door. There's probably 10 people in line behind me at this point. This woman comes in and I don't really see her coming in. Like I sort of see her at the corner of my eye. All of a sudden she's up behind me tapping on my shoulder saying, excuse me, excuse me. And I turn and I was like, yes? And she said, do you mind if I just cut in line? I have this QR code. I just need to make one return from Amazon. And I said, oh, that's what I'm doing. And she said, yes, but I just have this QR All they need to do is scan it. I'm going to, and then I, I leave. It's going to take me two seconds. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I said, that's, that's why I'm here. I have a QR code too, and I'm returning something. And she said, but I just, it's going to be quick. And I said, no, I've been waiting in line for 20 minutes. And she, like, disappeared. <laughs> and I was like, wait, did, that, did I hallucinate this? Did this just happen? But I do vaguely now, because now at this point the guy called me up. And I think she did ask the woman behind me. And she said, absolutely not. And the, I believe the woman just left. But it was literally like she came in. It was so invasive. And I'm telling her, yeah, I have this. This is what I'm doing. Except I had to wait 20 minutes. You know, and she's still like, nope, no, but I have it, so give it to me. It was just the most insane thing, you know, and then she disappeared.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, I believe that's 100 Like, she left. <laughs> she,
1: she didn't want to wait in line, like everyone else was waiting no, in line. No, she
0: wanted to cut up to the next person. She was <laughs> ungovernable,
1: which I kind of respected, but it pissed me off, too.
0: Right, because that is, again, I think that is the Matrix fucking with you. <laughs> I like, believe so. Because it's like, okay, I'm finally... I, I've been in a situation like that, right. too. It's like, you're finally getting up there after waiting for so long. And this asshole just pops up out of nowhere. And they're like, excuse me, can I just cut in
1: line? No. No. No, the line's in the back. Right. But Get yeah. in line, lady.
0: That's like NPC behavior. Yeah. Where it's just, there's no thought. It
1: was like a robot coming in, like, I'm going to fuck with you now. <laughs> and then she disappeared when I said no
0: mm-hmm. it was just ran away well, what if you spin it what if she was like an angel and you were supposed to
1: don't don't fuck with me like that. <laughs> I always think of that now mm-hmm. by the way because you had to put that in my head one time I always think about that and I'm not ever rude to anybody because you never know if they're an angel or not mm-hmm. but the thing is that this woman was, an oh, she asshole, was an asshole, so it was 100%. fine you know she just came in to fuck with me and she left I'm convinced of it.
0: But uh, there's a small chance that she could have been an angel and you were supposed to let her cut in line and now your destiny is in a different direction.
1: What if I'm the angel? You are an angel. <laughs> <laughs> See? He does love
0: me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Stuff like that makes me really believe we live in a simulation. And once you notice you're in a simulation, it stops kind of messing with you a little bit. Have you ever seen the movie The Truman Show?
1: I actually, I think, so I watch movies and I probably last five minutes. I'm just that type of person. Mm -hmm. I never get through a movie and I never watch movies anymore. Mm -hmm. So I I think I watch the first five minutes of it. But I know what you're referring to,
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, well you should, if you get the time. If you want to really see that we're living in a simulation, watch The Matrix. And the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. I watched The
1: more. Matrix, but yes, I know.
0: It's fascinating. But like, what was I saying? Oh, like I would drive into work. It didn't matter what time I got there. If I got there five minutes early or ten minutes late, the people that pull in behind me, like I could show up, like I had to be there at eight. If I showed up at 7.45, the same like five people would always be right behind me. Mm. pulling in right behind me or or right in front of me. That's weird. And then, like, it didn't matter. Like, if I was 10 minutes late, they were also 10 minutes late. Yeah. And as soon as I would notice it, it would stop for a few days. And then when you just get back into that, like, hive mentality where you're just driving in mindlessly, I would I would look up and I'd be like, oh, this, this guy's here again. Like, what are the odds? That's like, weird. That is odd. Especially, like, on a day I was, like, late. Like, one yeah. day I showed up, like, 8.30. And two people that are no matter what day it was, they're always pulling in at the exact same time they were pulling in at eight thirty two. And I'm like, what are the odds that, you know what I mean? It's just weird. There's
1: something with that. There has to be.
0: And I think when you get into that like, matrix, corporate, you know, like nine to five nonsense is when it, it's just bizarre. You're pretty much red pilled. You know what I mean, like.
1: I'm on my way. You're on your way. Red pill me harder, Daddy.
0: So much harder. So much. Govern me harder. Um.
1: <clears throat> what? Give me something. Give me you best you got right now. Convince best I've me. Best i
0: got. Uh, tartaria. Oh, there we go. What do you think about tartaria? What is it? <laughs> it's the <laughs> shit that grows on your teeth when you, <laughs> you don't brush them.
1: Right. My dentist removes it. The dental hygienist removes it once you know every six months. Tartaria.
0: Yeah. So we'll get into tartar. tartaria. Please
1: explain to me what a psyop means.
0: Okay, psyop. What do you think it means?
1: Uh, for the lack of a better word, it does mean something like bullshit.
0: Yeah, kind of. Oh, it's okay. A, psyop is a psychological operation. Okay. So, so let's let's go back to flat earth day for a second. So and there's tons of but, uh, so, like, Flat Earth, they talks about certain stuff, but then there's the Flat Earth Society that you can find on the internet, and they're a bunch of idiots. So, like, the Flat Earth Society is a psyop that is purposely put out there to make Flat Earthers look stupid. So they purposely put out wrong information. You see what I'm saying? I do. So it's a psychological okay. operation that right. is done...
1: So they want you to be like, look at these idiots. Right, so when they think, oh, these people are going to convince me the earth is flat? They're idiots. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: So And they do it with everything. A psyop is basically just a psychological operation to throw you off of the path of Mm -hmm. what's actually going on.
1: That's crazy. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense. Yeah, because that's sort of what I, I got to Yeah, I need more information. I need to learn more about this thing. But that is exactly what I thought of people that were flat earthers. Mm -hmm. That they were just nuts.
0: Right, but when you actually listen to some of the people, like, and again, I'm not 100% a flat earther. I do believe we live in a simulation. And I just, I know they're lying to us about what we live in or what we live on or what we are. I know we're spiritual beings trapped in this realm or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, like, there's so many psyops out there. And I, we probably should have prepared better with notes and stuff, but...
1: No, I think this is going great.
0: Yeah, it is. Um,
1: but what I... going Piggybacking off of that for a moment, I believe that, too. That we are all spiritual beings, and we're capable of so much more. And we have the power create our own life and our own world per se but I um, do believe that they're trying to completely dumb us down Mm -hmm. they've taken away our powers and they've taken away a lot of people, they've taken away their capabilities to do that stuff, oh my gosh I mean we can talk about so much right now uh, something else just totally popped into my head. That Go with it. Just this is something that has always bugged me and bothered me, and I'm gonna talk about it right now. And I wanna, Go I wanna know it. your opinion on this, okay? okay? Okay. So people that are diagnosed with a mental illness, but I mean severe ones like schizophrenia, okay? And they hear voices or you know maybe uh, double personality stuff. I'm talking stuff like that where people are hospitalized, living in homes, things like that. I've always had this feeling a deep innate feeling that they have just insane psychic powers and capabilities and they have like, they hear people from different realms. They see people from like spirits. They're just so in and they're misdiagnosed that they have these actual mental illnesses but they're not and and I don't know if this is just me thinking this I'm sure it's not but this is like I have the chills again right now because this is something that has always bothered me and then they give them this medicine and who knows what happens to to them and I do believe that some people do benefit from I'm not completely anti medicine but I believe that it can be you can start with a medicine and then you can get weaned off in a more natural approach and da 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 okay I'm not gonna get into that anymore my point here is is that I feel that this might be like this is something that's always bothered me and I feel like maybe these people don't really have a mental illness but they're so open to the spiritual realm that people actually think they're crazy
0: yeah well I mean people think I'm crazy no, but like, you can even read in, like, textbooks and stuff. They'll say, like, oh, you know, you know, people used to think these people were possessed. And then we figured out it was just schizophrenia. Well, what if, who's writing these textbooks? What if it is something like that? Now, I'm not saying schizophrenia isn't real and and that it shouldn't be treated. Because I think it's goes down to, like, the personal level. And you need to have both approaches. But I, I, I would agree with that, too. I would say like 99% that probably a lot of people are misdiagnosed and they're either tapping into a different dimension, like you said, or they're demonically possessed or who knows what.
1: Again, I could be completely wrong on this, but this is just something that I've always thought about that's always just been something that bugs me. Mm -hmm. What if, you know, that's all. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because it did pop in my head and it is something that
0: yeah I, I, I think about
1: once in a while.
0: I agree with that. I really do. I think a lot of mental illness, well, it all goes back because it's all conspiracy again. It all goes back to the pharmaceutical companies. They, doctors, mainstream, modern, whatever you want to call them, regular general practitioners, doctors and stuff, they are paid I could be completely wrong if I'm wrong tell me I'm wrong and I'll never talk about it again but doctors are paid to push pills it's like you know cops writing tickets they I mean I'll just tell a story I have ADD I can manage it pretty well but there was a brief moment in my life where I wanted Adderall and all I did was I went to my doctor's office and I was like hey I need Adderall I, I, I can't focus on anything and he just wrote a prescription you know what I mean it's like yeah they didn't do any tests. They didn't do any, it. he it was just like, okay, here you go. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I got Adderall. Right. And uh, so many people do that, like just to get w- whatever they need. You know what I mean? And that's that's all doctors do now. In In my personal experience, there are good doctors out there, I'm not saying there isn't, but they push pills. They're drug dealers. That's it. And they're paid by big pharma. They want to keep you hooked on these drugs so they keep getting money, and it's a vicious cycle.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think that, of course, if you break a leg, you can't heal that with oil, you know, or crystals. (laughs) You know, but Western medicine is very important for a lot of things. No doubt. But...
0: But even that they screw up. I mean, like, they can screw up a broken bone so... I agree with you. Okay, but... Yes, it is very helpful in a lot of yes. You
1: know, it is very helpful to a lot of people in Western medicine. I'm not going to completely bash it um, because we do need it in some ways. But overall, you have to treat yourself from the inside out. You know, so the for instance, instead of medicine, all it is is a band aid, and if it even is. I mean, those side effects are horrendous on most medicines mm-hmm. and prescription drugs. Uh, these doctors are just doling out like candy to people. It, it, uh, if it's not a band-aid, it's just going to kill you anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The symptoms of the medication are typically worse than what you're trying to treat.
1: Right. So, food is medicine. It really is. Plants. I mean, you know, it it, it starts on the inside. You have to heal from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And it's a slower process, but it has the most reward, you know? And that's why I want to have my friend Sabrina come on here, because she's awesome, and she will be able to give you a lot more information Mm -hmm. on um, the Ayurvedic, yeah, way I've, been, of
0: I've been talking to her on Instagram.
1: Life. She's so... She, so, this was a subject that I really wanted to dive into when I became a yoga therapist. I really wanted to become an Ayurvedic specialist. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have the chance to do that, but Sabrina actually just finished her, her program, and I'm sure she's chock full of knowledge, and it's so interesting.
0: Um, yeah, I reached out to her. We're trying to set something up for Good. Get her on. She'd so we'll be see. fantastic.
1: So, another Italian though. So you gotta
0: <laughs> do it over Zoom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah. But anyway, what were we talking about before that?
0: Schizophrenia and how. It's oh right, 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 right. Hearing voices, demon possession. I see. Talks. I never
1: said demon possession. I said demon. You said <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Um, but you just never know. You just never know. There's so many questions, and I just can't be one of those people that just, okay, oh, is that what they said? Oh, they said it? Okay, who are they?
0: I mean, they is the deep state. The deep state is controlling everything. It's not the Illuminati. It's the deep state running, controlling the little puppets.
1: What do you mean the deep
0: state? A group of elite... People behind the scenes that are controlling all of our politicians to do certain things and no one really knows who they are. We know they exist. Mm-hmm. They come up with these policies. There's like, you know, people at the World Health Organization are involved in the deep state. The American government's involved in the deep state. Our politicians are just puppets. Mm-hmm. Actors and celebrities that are pushing things are just puppets. Oh yeah. And it's all... what they do is they take an influential person get them to say some stuff and then the mindless masses will just sit there and virtue signal to death and say you have to do this because it's the right thing to do or you have to do that and go do this and go get this put in your body and go do that well
1: i don't mean to digress too much off of this topic but who are celebrities anymore
0: oh this pandemic just destroyed them do they exist
1: there's no one person that I'm excited to see. Or meet or anything like that. Well maybe one. Well maybe two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you ask me who? No. Oh, okay. Who are they? Rude. None. Who are they? No, it doesn't matter. Um they're
0: probably controlled puppets of the deep state. Like your little boyfriend Robert Downey Jr. He's part of it. Okay. First of all,
1: (laughs) Keanu Reeves is my boyfriend.
0: Okay. You don't get to that level without having some type of blackmail against you or they're going to use you for something. If if you don't comply, they're going to get rid of you. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to kill you, but they're going to destroy your career and... You won't be famous anymore.
1: Right. Well, no one's famous, I don't think, anymore. It's the weirdest thing. Maybe it's there is, but I'm just not interested in them. Yeah. I'm not interested really in amazing. any of that anymore.
0: It's really amazing how you get these celebrities still trying to, like, push stuff and still trying to stay relevant, and they're just not anymore. No. Nobody cares. Really. No, I mean, people still do care, but most people that have, like, realized the bullshit that's going on, they don't care about celebrities no. anymore.
1: No. No. Not at all. They don't. It's. I like
0: it. Oh, it's so much better. I mean, they're they're false idols. You know what I mean? Like you're you're worshiping this person, and I don't know. I mean, we yeah, we don't to, need to get into yeah, that. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But I think that's how the change is going to happen. Is like people have to, like you said, start from within. You got to do the healing from within, and when you start doing the healing from within, you start realizing like. I don't know, for me, I've become more conscious of, like, the food I'm eating. I want to start a garden. I want to start finding, you know, like, a local farmer to buy my meat from. I don't want to buy junk, just garbage. You know what I mean? I want to really focus and be, have better intentions with everything and be more self-sufficient and self-sustaining. I think that's the way we're going to get out of this nonsense. Take care of your own backyard. If everyone just took care of their own backyard, Mm metaphorical but if everyone took care of their own backyard there wouldn't be you know all these major problems in the world if everyone just kind of handled their own thing and I'm not saying you shouldn't help people and I'm not saying certain programs shouldn't exist in the world for certain things but you just can't be dependent on the system you have to be independent and I think that's the most like important thing
1: yeah I just thought I just thought of something else that somebody posted um he's actually like a gardener something on Instagram and he posted like side-by-side picture mm-hmm. one was of a house with, like a regular yard you know nice green lawn and then it was another house and it was just a beautiful big garden like vegetable garden barely any grass
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he said something like if your yards looked more like this one meaning the one with the garden the world would be such a different place rather mm-hmm. than trying to make it look like a perfect lawn, you know, just nothing. And if you think about it, well, what do you, really, to it just made day, me think. like
0: Yeah, it's so it, true. We're,
1: we're wasting this land where we could be growing our own stuff, and we don't do it just to have a perfect freaking green lawn.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I, I mean,
1: thought. it's beautiful. I love, believe me, I love anything green, but how much better would it be yeah, if everyone to can. utilize the space?
0: That's Man, all. It's, it was something, what did I, I can't remember what I heard this on, but it's like, over like 42 million acres is just wasted on lawns. Yeah. Like, that's all farmable land. Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, that's. And
1: I think that's an American thing.
0: No, I do. everywhere, I think.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like. Maybe just because this is how I grew up, too, being Italian, but I feel like people in Italy use every little space they have. Mm -hmm. Because I've just seen it. People have smaller spaces to work with there if they live more, like, in a city area. And those Italians really make, like, every square inch something growing out of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And growing up, it was kind of the same thing. We didn't have... Well, when we moved to the second house, it was more of a big lawn and stuff like that, but the first house I grew up in, forget it, it was all garden, and the trees had fruit on them, and there was a grape arbor, and I mean, there was a little patch of grass and lawn, but for the most part, there was gardens, and they utilized it and grew fruits and vegetables, so it's just interesting, but don't think that's the American way? Come on.
0: It's so like, you know. It's the cookie cutter. Yeah, Yeah, come on. I know what you're talking about, but I think it's like that everywhere. I mean, I think the U.S. influences the whole world and everyone tries to be like the United States. But, yeah, the point of the story is like, why are we wasting all this free, not free, we pay for it and everything, but why are we wasting all this open, available land that could be used to make there would be no food shortages if it, we have it
1: if you have it even it doesn't even have to be that big a just a small little area you can right. grow your own garden hmm. and i know that's it's a lot of work i'm not saying oh it's so easy like it's not that easy you have to do it right and things might not harvest the way they should but it's all of a learning process and it feels good to do something like that
0: that's another thing that drives me nuts about the public education system it's like they don't teach things like that
1: no, how fantastic would that be to actually
0: like teach stuff garden like clean. that? Something that like, pissed me off in, when I was teaching. And it didn't piss me off. I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but like it pissed me off because they didn't teach it to everyone. But I was a substitute teacher for five years. I never got a full-time position. I think I've talked about that before. But I used to I would go into the special ed classes, and they were the, literally the best classes to substitute for. They were the nicest kids. They were so eager to learn, and I loved teaching in the special ed classes. But something that pissed me off was that in the special ed classes in the high school, they had a class called Life Skills. And they taught these kids how to write checks, how to write letters. It was like, all that pissed this,
1: you off? That's fantastic. No,
0: it pissed me off because they only offered it to the special ed students. And it was great. And it was an excellent thing to teach them basic life skills and how to do this. But they didn't teach it to the kids in the regular classes.
1: Oh, I bet no one knew how to write a check in the no regular No one knew class. how
0: to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't even teach cursive. Like.
1: That is one yeah. subject I would love to talk about. That's, yes. but I'll, I'll, sorry to interrupt you no, on that, it's, but
0: that's all part of the dumbing down of society is not teaching cursive because
1: today children are not taught cursive right and you were explaining how cursive is looked at toward almost like spell magic
0: yeah they don't teach cursive anymore I don't know if we got into like the whole spelling thing either
1: yeah we did you talked about how in when you when you were a teacher, how you gave the kids a spelling test, or you were quizzing them
0: like yeah, so once a month or something. It was a crazy situation that I got thrown into when I was teaching. The teacher quit, and I was thrown into a classroom, uh, first time like teaching really, and they didn't give me any curriculum or anything. And it was only supposed to be for like a week, then it turned into a month, then it turned into a year. Doesn't that kind of sound familiar, folks? Oh, two weeks to flatten the curve. Anyway, um, spelling test. I, I was giving the kids a spelling test, and I was basically told that I can't do that anymore. And I, you could not grade the kids on grammar and spelling.
1: That's unbelievable to me. Yeah, you were saying how if they had papers or whatever, you couldn't take points away if they spelled stuff wrong.
0: Yeah. And so i was giving them spelling tests and we'll get back to cursive in a second and writing and whatnot but so i was giving these kids a spelling test because i just figured this is something to do in the class none of them can spell they can barely read they can barely write so i'm going to give them like 10 vocabulary words a week and then five bonus words that were a little bit harder mm-hmm. and i did it for like two months And finally, like, too many teachers, or too many parents complained. Then the principal told me I could not give them spelling tests anymore because it wasn't really on board with the Common Core Standards, even though there's a whole, like, vocabulary section for it, and that's what I've based it off of. But anyway, they're dumbing the kids down big time. And I believe part of the reason for me with writing I've noticed is that if I handwrite something out, there's like magic behind that. <clears throat> yeah. If I handwrite something, it gets done. If I make a physical list, I will get that list done almost every day. You know what I mean? And if not that day, it gets done eventually. But if I make a list on my phone, it doesn't have the same effect. If I handwrite it out, it's almost like you're manifesting I completely
1: it. agree. It's so funny because we do it so rarely now that when you do it, almost feels like ritualistic mm-hmm. or ceremonial. Yeah. When you're writing a letter or a note, mm-hmm. even even writing out an envelope, mm-hmm. it's like, and especially if you're writing it in cursive. We do it so rare that ah, oh, I miss it. I mean, I used to love writing, mm-hmm. and the fact that kids today don't know they can't even read it you were telling me a story about kids that you work with I mean kids a couple years younger than you but they can't read cursive
0: yeah so I detail cars and when you at a big dealership that we get a lot of used cars traded in and you always find crazy stuff in there and there's these like two kids that work with me and uh one of them found... They're like 22 or 23. They One of them found a handwritten note in a car. <laughs> and they, cursive. It was written in cursive. And they couldn't read it. And... That's insane. I'm 29. They're like 22 or 23. So we're six, seven years apart. And they like had to bring it over to me, the elder, to decipher <laughs> these r- magical hieroglyphics because they had no clue. And they were like, I wonder what it says. Like...
1: Like if you weren't there, they would never have known.
0: They would have never known what this. They
1: would have always have wondered.
0: Wondered what what is wow. on this magical piece of paper? What is this mystical foreign language that's written down? And it was literally someone's like shopping list.
1: Weren't? What did you <laughs> say exactly to this one person that found it when they said to you, "What what is this, sir?"
0: <laughs> this is. Uh, Basically, verbatim, what he said to me was like, yo, I found this note in a car. And I was like, what does it say? Is it anything good? He's like, I don't know. I can't read it. I mean, what do you mean you can't read it? I think I even said it was like, is it written in Chinese or something? Like, w- what do you mean you can't read it? And he's like, it's written in cursive. <laughs> and I was oh like. My God. Wow. And it wasn't even like bad cursive. You know what I mean? Like, like some- you can make it out. It was very, like, very neat. Mm-hmm. a person probably had severe OCD writing this. The
1: thing is what I was saying before is it's not too hard to decipher these letters that are in a cursive mm-hmm. word. Yeah. It's not like you can't make out an A or something. Or an H. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. I it really was literally like, like any... it was like a grocery list. I mean like it was like rice was written on there. You know? <laughs> like
1: So you're like... Fruit snacks was on. Right.
0: You know what I mean? So it was like, even if you didn't really know, like, let's say it was like a foreign language and similar, you know, Germanic letters were on there, you could kind of be like, oh, okay. Like, I I can almost make out what this said. Right. They had no clue. None. None. Wow. It was terrifying. But back to the point, I think there is some magic. I don't know if it... Again, I'm not well-versed in magic but i feel like this has to do with manifestation and intention when you actually physically write something out it will happen yeah and i've noticed too like i'm gonna have to try this just randomly but like i'll put like let's just say i put something down that's like they might not have it at the store let's say something like I don't know, almond flour, or you know, something that's like not uncommon, but like mm. the that, that particular store might not carry this yeah. thing. If I write it down, I've noticed like the, I usually get everything on the list.
1: Just doesn't have the same impact putting it on your phone.
0: Doesn't. No, I, I'll forget things if I put it on it's my phone. It's so
1: nice to have a list in your hand.
0: And I like mm-hmm. to scratch it off when I'm done. Yeah, there's
1: something satisfying about it. I accomplish that. It's mm-hmm. n- what do you do? Delete it on your phone? It just doesn't. Right. That's
0: crazy. We're getting into the paranormal.
1: Right.
0: And some more paranormal experiences of yours.
1: Right. Well, we were saying how there is possibly a lot of Sam Squanch in our area here.
0: Pepper's making fun of me because I just did an episode um, on the Uncomfortable podcast. And I talk about a possible... I didn't see anything, but it was weird. Something snorted at me like a pig, and we don't have pigs in upstate New York. And <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a so weird. Well, we have Sam squinches? Definitely, they're definitely around.
1: Uh, here is another thing, another reason why I hate you. Okay. Is because you have now put it in my head that the Sammys are around, and I can't go on a freaking walk, hike, I can't go into the Boy, woods now. Like... I'm passionate. Uh-huh. I can't go into the woods now comfortably without looking ab- about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thinking that I'm going to be kidnapped by a goddamn sand Squanch. Okay? <laughs> so thank you for that information. Listen,
0: I'm in the same boat because I didn't I didn't. I never thought Bigfoot was a joke, but I didn't put my. I, I didn't think they were in New York. I didn't put much stock into it. You know what I mean? I didn't really pay much attention to it. And I used to love camping, hiking, and stuff. And now, I started listening to the show Sasquatch Chronicles. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that show, mm-hmm. and some other paranormal type podcasts. And now, when I'm out in the woods, hiking, or anything. Yeah, I have uh, just that thought in the back of my head, like just be aware. But it's it's weird because let's just—I believe they're real, one hundred percent. But let's just say they aren't real. It's almost like a boogeyman that like kind of teaches you to be like a good steward of nature, like don't do anything messed up in the woods, don't right. litter, don't piss off the Sasquatch. Right. So. There's some positive to it, but you definitely get creeped out a little bit more.
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly.
0: What are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Pepper.
1: I mean, I never, ever, ever believed it. No.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a just made up creature. Mm-hmm.
1: But now you got me thinking. Well, Make you go?
0: also used to think that there was only one Bigfoot. There's wandering. I thought all there over. was just one. Yeah.
1: Isn't that insane?
0: Yeah, you were like, how is this creature going all over the country? I'm like, well, Pepper, there's not not just one Bigfoot.
1: I did. I just thought there was like
0: the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot. Just wandering the countryside. Yeah. By himself. I did. For hundreds of years. Yep. Same guy.
1: Like like the Loch Ness Monster. One of them.
0: And that was it. Well, I'm sure the same rule applies to the Loch Ness Monster. Even though I think the Loch Ness monster has, at least like the famous picture, I think it's been proven a hoax, but.
1: But to me, that's what it was. It yeah. was like, oh, Bigfoot, Nessie, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Those, those kinds of guys.
0: Yeah. Cryptids. Sure. Strange creatures that people but see. But
1: listening to that podcast makes you think. Why are all these people having these encounters? Well, that's the the thing. And they're seemingly normal people talking about stuff like this.
0: Right. And that's what makes me believe, too, that it's real. Because not everyone is lying, and obviously people are seeing something.
1: And there was that one you heard. You you listened to the one. There was one in our area. Mm Mm-hmm. So now I'm all, whenever I drive past that part of the area that they were, he was referring to, I'm constantly on the lookout not too far from my parents house by the way. Mhm. I'm always looking. Which is so interesting because I am petrified to walk outside of my parents house at
0: night. Yeah. Your parents house is like a mile from where that. Uh-huh.
1: And oh, I've chills again.
0: And like 3 3 or 4 miles from where I possibly had my right yes you know the nature preserve
1: i 100 percent, do i grew up going to that place but it of course and then i'm like oh my gosh i would get i get chills walking outside to go to my car at night from my parents garage just to the driveway to my car i i get that hair standing out the back of my neck feeling and i like someone's watching me in their neighborhood they don't live like in an old neighborhood their house doesn't have like that haunted feel it's a fairly new home like that's like a new neighborhood I yeah mean, well
0: it's a development
1: it's a development right
0: and I think that it was probably I mean it was all woods at mm-hmm. one point yeah. they knocked it down not that long ago no. so the squatches might be pissed
1: it's surreal because I remember so my grandparents lived about I oh, about a mile up from their neighborhood now, maybe a little bit, a lot more, but I remember walking to that area with, I don't know, my grandparents, my grandmother, my grandfather, and we would pick blackberries in where my parents' house is now. We would go into the woods there and pick berries and go back, walk back home with the baskets of berries. There was all sorts of berry bushes. I don't remember if there were blackberries or raspberries. I think they were blackberries because they were big. It's just weird to me to think about that.
0: Mm-hmm. And now
1: here my parents live there.
0: Well, Yeah, they just it's crazy. They just knock down woods and right. make developments. But,
1: you know, such is life.
0: But, such is life.
1: But yeah, but I don't know. I know it's like I always have this little softly fleece I'm
0: squanchy here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's creepy, especially that road that goes down mm-hmm. behind your parents' house. That's, you're telling me, it's just like, it, it goes to the creek, mm-hmm. same creek there. Yeah. And there's just random, because I had to drive down and check it out myself, and you get to the bottom of this dead-end road, and it's probably like 500 feet to the creek, there's all these like posted signs around like do not enter do not en- and then there's like a police barricade there too plus a guardrail it yeah. says like do not enter it's, and weird. it's really thick I mean it looks like a, a rainforest back there yeah there's it's like crazy. swamps in there swamps and a creek and it's it, it's heavy in there yeah it's it's an interesting area <laughs> what
1: about the road to nowhere
0: yeah that's weird too yeah.
1: So they started building a rotary, well, no, the rotary, yeah. they. So they made this rotary, and then they were going to develop this road that went from this rotary that cut through to now where there's like a grocery store and stuff. It's like a huge property. Now none of that was there before. And they were going to cut through from one side of that, like I guess, town to the other side.
0: And, and the rotary, she's talking, so in... The episode of Sasquatch, the guy talks about this road that he broke down on in his car. And there's, like, an apartment complex. The creek is there. Like, we know what road he's talking yeah. about. It's, it's right near where we live. Like, our, our town. And the, you drive to the end of this road. You take a left. And then there's a rotary. And then there's three exits on the rotary. And one of the rotaries it just stops. It's It's
1: (laughs) insane. It's like you could possibly go off here, but you can't. It's a road to nowhere. Yeah,
0: it's just like they extended
1: the rotary. Like there was going to be a long road, and then and
0: it just stops. And it's all posted. It's a half road that would So I have this strange conspiracy theory that that is Sasquatch territory, and there is some type of ancient treaty that could possibly go back to Tartaria. Oh gosh. Because I feel like Bigfoot and the Tartarian, there's there's a connection there. I haven't made it yet, and I don't know what it is, but there's something. And
1: All those busy dental hygienists scraping the Tartarians off your teeth.
0: Right. Anyway, um, the Tartarian off your it's teeth. It's just weird because there is a rotary that should have cut, that was going to cut through the woods of this area, <laughs> that is all connected to this like main like wooded area where I think I might have had a Bigfoot encounter and the road just stops it's like they just stopped building there's posted signs everywhere like do not enter into this woods there's swamps everywhere I mean it's like prime Squatch territory
1: yeah I remember it now I took you were just recently from the other way the main entrance right where the grocery store is Mm -hmm. and you can keep going and there's that old barn and there's a tiny little cemetery in the middle of that other weird little circular rotary they have there, which would have connected to this road, and it's all, like, caged off. Yeah. It wasn't like that before. Right. It wasn't like that last year. Sure. Yeah. So I haven't been down there since last year, and now there's, like, fences, like, high, like, almost barbed wire fences. And that barn
0: is completely, like, off limits, like.
1: Wow. Well, The barn from the other night that my parents said there's all this police activity around yeah this barn i don't know there's something weird going on in that area i don't know what it is because that barn looks abandoned to me
0: but it didn't look abandoned like two years ago
1: no there's like a nice colonial house attached to it and i completely thought they were just going to keep building back there or something Mm -hmm. but then everything came to a screeching halt.
0: It's weird. It's a weird area, and it's a very weird vibe. Like, I'm, s- I'm sure there's something strange going on in that woods, because it's huge. I mean, it's like just this huge, thick area.
1: Yeah, and water sources are in there. Yeah.
0: Tons of deer. There would not Tons be a shortage of, of food. There's always deer on that highway. Like. Uh, I would. I see, driving home from work, probably, like, 30 deer standing on that hill that connects yeah. to it. It's, there's definitely, I would bet money that there are Sasquatch in there, for sure. Wow. <laughs> for real, though. I know it sounds like we're joking around, but, like, it's a creepy area. No, it is. There's a lot of and creepy areas. And if there were
1: this. Sam Squanch anywhere, sorry, I, I just love saying that word. If there was Sasquatch anywhere, that's where they would be. Uh huh. I agree. Yeah. I don't agree hundred percent, like you, but I agree that if they were gonna be anywhere.
0: Right. If they were gonna be somewhere in this town. That's where they would be. They would definitely be in this area. Yeah. For sure, because like.
1: For sure.
0: It's just so weird. None of the other. I mean, yes, a lot of woods in this area have posted signs because it's state land and whatnot. But like, these are like up, obs- like it's yeah. like over the top like no so there's two areas that are very weird and definitely Squatchy
1: but it's all kind of the same area
0: it's uh, yeah I mean it's all within a mile of each right. other but
1: regardless yeah
0: no they're definitely around um any other paranormal maybe yeah maybe <laughs> oh. um other paranormal spiritual experiences Might
1: have had. Spiritual. So, this is a quick little story. Um, So, I don't know if this is real or not. And unfortunately, I don't really have any way to, you know, to find out. But when I was little in my grandparents' first home, the one that I was telling you about with all the gardens and stuff, I remember this time I was swinging on my swing and I got stung by a bee and I stopped you know I was like looking at it or whatever and this old man not my grandfather or anything this old man with gray hair and kind of um I can't explain it almost like a janitor style suit but like coverall Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, like a coverall. Came up, and he had a cap on, and he came up to me, and he took out a penny, and he put it on my bee sting and told me that the copper and the penny will draw out the sting, the stinger. And I remember this clear as day, but I don't ever remember him... Ever coming back again or seeing him again I just remember this one situation and it was totally real I like feel it and see it and, but I was very young I mean I don't know exactly how young but I know I was under the age of seven mm-hmm. just because we moved into our new house when I was seven so it had you know I was under the age of seven and yeah Again, I don't know. Was he real? Was he not? Who's to say?
0: And you never saw him again? They didn't have, like, some kind of hired help coming in? Uh,
1: Possibly. Mm -hmm. It's very possible. Uh, Maybe just in my memory, I just remember this one time. I don't know.
0: But, I mean, you lived there. You never saw this guy again.
1: No. Not that I can recall.
0: I think he's talk to a ghost, a spirit, an angel, something.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I wouldn't doubt it. It's bizarre. It is bizarre.
0: Pepper. Yes, You need got that. anything else?
1: I think that's good for tonight. I'm going to make you um, some golden milk. Now. What's that? Well, remember how we were talking about the Ayurveda stuff?
0: I know. I was just trying to, like... 10 because like we recorded like 45 minutes and then it didn't. I know but
1: you don't have to blow your load on that you could play along with me
0: I know I was playing along like oh what's golden milk right but, okay so you're gonna make me golden milk can we tell the audience what golden milk is
1: not anymore wow. so we were talking about Ayurveda stuff before so mm-hmm. golden milk is a delicious beverage that you can either make with if you don't mind dairy cow milk or soy milk, almond milk, coconut milk, whatever you want to do it with. You heat it on the stove, you add some coconut oil, just like a little tablespoon of coconut oil, cinnamon, nutmeg, cardamom, and turmeric. It's very, very healing and very comforting and soothing and wonderful to have before bed. And you Mix all that together, you pour it in your mug, and then you add honey and stir that about.
0: Enjoy! Sounds delicious, Pepper. Yes, tell the audience where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Instagram at peppersapeach. On Instagram,
0: peppers. I'm underscore gonna, A underscore peach.
1: Right. Peppers a peach. P E P P E R S underscore A underscore peach. P E A C H. Did I pass that yeah, spelling test? Yeah, you spelled it correctly. Nice. You
0: did. Nice.
1: That's where you can find me. I have a Twitter too, but I. Yeah, I hate
0: I don't Twitter. Really get into that. I don't understand it. I'm, I
1: just, it all confuses me. It makes no Twitter, sense. TikToks, Snapchats.
0: Yeah, I started a TikTok too, and it's weird. It's I weird. don't enjoy it.
1: I enjoy Instagram. Find me there.
0: Yeah, it's easier interface. Yeah.
1: So find me on Instagram there, everyone.
0: All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, tell me what you think. Should we continue this uh, segment of red pilling the redhead? We'll, we'll actually have notes one time maybe Pepper will do a little research on things she wants to find out about.
1: I do. I do want to.
0: We're we're going to Tartaria. I'm trying to get some people on that go more into it. Mm. You know what I mean? Go a little deeper down the rabbit hole. But our area is chock full of Tartarian old world buildings. Cool. You don't care.
1: I don't. Yeah. (laughs) I care. Yeah. Ish.
0: So we're, we're red-pilling the redhead she's already pretty much red-pilled she's like like you said I, I think all that got recorded
1: yeah
0: you were like one foot in the rabbit hole I told you yeah
1: we were talking about my bunny ears were in but I Your think bunny,
0: I'll go with feet yeah Yeah. you don't have rabbit ears you're a human being
1: it, it was just a cute thing because uh, we're talking rabbit
0: hole yeah okay like Alice in Wonderland going down that rabbit hole yeah
1: I'm in there. Okay. Still kind of hanging on, but I haven't dropped yet.
0: Well, once you drop down, you never hit the bottom. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's it for tonight. Good night. Good night. And that's the show, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a story of your own, you can go ahead and email me at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. If you'd like to help the show grow, you can leave a positive review. And most importantly, share the show with your friends, family, and whoever else you can think to share it with. That's how this show grows. So thank you so much to all the listeners, and we'll see you soon.